get you go to school. And who's your daddy? What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill and... Uh, lots of love, lots of love and light, guys. <laughs> hey. I'm Sandy. And yeah. I'm Soros. And this week we're covering Mission to Melbourne, a project that started as somewhat of a brain fart of the freedom fighter in that shit hat, Tammy Jane, <laughs> and ended as a flop on the streets of Melbourne. That's right. There were dozens, I tell you, yeah. dozens oh, yeah. wandering around <laughs> while Tammy tried to unite the movement. But the fractures, guys, they're just too deep. And really, oh, the whole thing turned to shit. Of course it did. <laughs> That's right. The mission to Melbourne feels like a final hurrah of the wider freedom movement. Allegations have surfaced that certain men in the movement can't keep their hands to themselves. Uh-uh. And, while, <laughs> and while many of the women in the movement tried to brush these allegations away or even side with the perpetrators, we are seeing some very prominent freedom fighters loudly proclaiming their exit from the movement. Are they bluffing, though? We are yet to find out. Well, it's an excellent time to leave the movement. Uh, the mandates are all but gone. Masks are optional and COVID is tearing through the population, killing old people and delaying my bin collection for several days. And while I do sympathise with the dying elderly, the interruption COVID has brought upon council services is fucking unforgivable. And I place the blame squarely at the feet of anti-vaxxers and freedom fuckheads. Yes, while councils are technically illegitimate and they are not mentioned in the constitution, for now they are responsible for dealing with our garbage, but they've all got the spicy cough, apparently, and my bin is left to languish over the weekend while the garbos sit at home spluttering on their PlayStation controllers calling in sick. (laughs) These motherfuckers. But the thing is, and this is what makes me very angry at the freedom movement, it wouldn't be like this if we just wore fucking masks at the shops. But no, we had to have freedom instead. Well, now my bin smells. But I digress. (laughs) It does appear to be a huge turning point for the movement. Mission to Melbourne was meant to be a show of strength and unity, and it was anything but. It was fucking embarrassing, a complete flop, and arguably the final death throes of the wider protest movement. The movement isn't quite dead yet, though. Brad and Jesse and Dan and the rest of the gang are still occupying Canberra, and they're going to find it much easier to camp out now as the weather gets warmer. Mm. They're going to need oh. more glad wrap. Yeah, yeah, yes, they are. more glad definitely. And with the Victorian election oh, around the corner, cookers will be hitting the streets to campaign against Dan Andrews mm. and then spend the next few months whinging about electoral fraud. Electoral fraud, yeah. <laughs> but the movement as we know it is under some serious pressure and the upcoming election wipeout could see more rats jumping from the ship. Yeah, so let's look at Mission to Melbourne and, and let's start at the start. Uh, what is what is it and, and who is behind it and what's the point of it all, Sandy? Well, at the beginning, the idea was cultivated by Tammy Jane and was meant to be a pushback at the government to see Dan Andrews not just sacked, but taken to trial and jailed <laughs> yeah. over his handling of the unvaccinated and Melbourne citizens during the pandemic. 
Mm. No musics or speeches in a park, she said. She wanted a resistance. Yeah, Sri Lankan style. Yeah, don't swim in Dan Andrews' pool. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what piqued Tricky's interest at the time, who was also calling for a resistance and a revolution. In return for the interstate freedom fighters missioning to Melbourne, Melbourne would then return the favour and there would be missions all over Australia at pivotal times. Sounds like a plan. Mm, and but the thing is, how did it go? Like, did people actually mission to Melbourne? <laughs> well, look, people did mission to Melbourne. Some people <sighs> made their way down from far north Queensland. Ooh. When I say some, it was two guys in their utes. <laughs> they picked up some people as they went through Brizzy. The highlight yep. of that was this beautiful white Range Rover driving away from what actually looked to be a really substantial property with their flags on the back of the rangey. So they continued their way down the coast. They bypassed Canberra, didn't even stop, even though they were supposed to. Ended up in Albury. At that point, there was maybe 25 cars in that convoy. Um, Mick Sims was one of them. He came along at the last minute for the ride. Uh, They were met down there by a bunch of loyal Victorian warriors. So they continued their way down the coast, didn't stop at Canberra, probably had a premonition maybe of what was going to come. Um, (laughs) And then in Albury. And then there was about 25 cars maybe in that convoy, including the lovely Mick Sims, who decided to come in his house, Uh. also known as his car. Yes, Uh, yes. They were met down there by a bunch of loyal Victorians. There was cheering and flags and dancing and... Yeehaw! That's what it kind of looked like in the car, to be honest. Yeah, but what what, what the hell was the lap of love? (laughs) And how did that turn out? Where did they go and what did they get up to at the start? So Tammy's idea was somehow this lap of love was going to undo the harm perpetuated on Uh, Melbourne and regional Victoria from the Ring of Steel. So that was her idea. I'm not quite sure why it was called a lap. Because it actually wasn't a lap. No, lap. Like, no. Be a, a lap. lap. You, you go around. Otherwise, but it wasn't you'll, you'll end up in Fort Port Phillip Bay. Yeah. Correct. So <laughs> <laughs> the main point was Hungry Jacks at Calcallo, which yeah. is up past Donnybrook and very, very, very close to the actual quarantine facility, yes. which I actually don't think they realized because they didn't drive past it. Yeah. Um, but Dan was controlling the weather hard ah, on this day. Yeah. And it was pissing rain, like <laughs> real hard. So they decided they didn't know what they were going to do. So they said, let's all meet there and we'll just sit in our cars until the rain stops. <laughs> so <laughs> they did. They got there and they were in their cars and the estimate literally went from 200 to 1,000 cars in the space of 15 minutes across two different live streams. Of course to did. be honest, 200 was probably closer to the mark. 200 was about right. So there's there's 25 all the way from correct uh, from Queensland, and then t- and 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 four it was ultimately from South Australia. Four right. people came from four cars yeah. from South yeah. Australia. Are we sure about 200? It sounds like maybe a hundred might be better, but you think 200? I'll I'll give them their 200. Okay. I'll give it's them not that. bad. It's not bad. All right, 400 that. people. Maybe. So they decided to leave the car park, and they were heading to a pub at this point oh, yeah. to wait out the rain but the pub was like one block away from the car park and, <laughs> i know where it is yeah and their, i know that pub their convoy like was the length of that block oh so the people at the front made it to the car park 
But the people at the back <laughs> drove out of the the hungry jacks and were just stuck in like that bit of traffic. That's great. So they, are, they made their own traffic jam. That's great. Yeah. They That's did. just fantastic. And they didn't but know. But then what to the rain stopped enough for them to to hit hit off. Well, and this is where it did get a little bit funny because they were using Zello, a walkie-talkie mm. app. Now yeah. they used this for um, convoy to Canberra, and it was the same thing happened then. It was a debacle. But they always share the channel name. So the minute they share the channel name, all <laughs> we all know what the channel is now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're all, all now the on there listening yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But there were a bunch of people that decided to have a little bit more fun than that. <laughs> there yes. was people on there mimicking Tammy Jane's voice. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Tammy. We're just going to get <laughs> off at the next freeway exit. There was people playing clips of that Michael Gropey Griff talking about his dick. <laughs> there was people, you know, pretending that they were in the convoy saying, hey guys, like, can we just stop for a toilet break? When are we going to stop for a toilet break? It was crazy. And after Amazing. every third person spoke, Tammy came on and said, guys, that's a troll. And then those people were coming back on going, we're not trolls, we're protesting. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. She literally didn't care. She got to, she got there quite early and she couldn't care that people were, were lost. Yeah. Um, but while, they're, while this is happening, there's a video of Dr. Billy Bay and beloved Mark Hobart standing on a freeway overpass yeah. in the pouring rain. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Bay's got no shoes on. Yeah, Mark Hobart is wearing two pairs of glasses. <laughs> I don't know why he was wearing. I saw they're that. Blowing a bugle and like the co- at this point when this video is happening, they're all still at Hungry Jacks. <laughs> like oh they haven't God. even left, and they're filming, going, "Look at this, guys!" And it's just like normal freeway. <laughs> it's, normal. <laughs> it's not even them. They haven't left. Um, so but funny. anyway, they got there in the end, and their cool. meeting point was actually a field next to Tullamarine. Oh, love nice. a bit of real estate and, out there. Um, uh, the, the, but that's not a lap. That's not even a little bit of a lap. No. That's and moving, moving from pick. one highway to – moving from the Hume Highway to the Tullamarine Freeway. That's, and that's really just a matter of kilometres. Yeah. And they're all toll roads. So all the interstate yeah. people can expect some kind of toll notification. Yes, from horrific <laughs> bills. They'll never pay them. Never! Yeah, that's um, it. At one point, there was one um, car that was heading to Avalon uh, Airport, got the wrong oh, airport, good. so yeah. they were oh, way great. off as well. That is yeah. so good. Yeah, that's, that is that's so fair, far that's away. That's a fair hike. <laughs> many, many complaints about the organisation, about the map and everything. There's two airports. Great. This is bullshit. That's great. <laughs> I'm very happy with that. Yeah, so then uh, also then what happened that night is they met in a park and had some speeches. So speeches were by, we saw Tricky, there was Nick Banjo-Patterson, some tradie guy that we had no idea who that was, just some random mm. tradie, um, yeah. a, a few others and was emceed by this, um, I, I, kept, I kept thinking he was like Bruce Buffer from Wish, that cooked American Don. <laughs> The way he was announcing, welcome to Mission to Melbourne. <laughs> They're such uh, show ponies. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, so Catherine Cummings. So, Ooh. like, we got on a live and she was within minutes. She was like, 
tiptoeing through the tulip straight to our live streamer and, of course, to plug her independent party. Yep. So then after the speeches, they did a march around the city to all the areas where they had clashed with Vic police during their lockdown marches, So such as CFMEU and Flinders nice. Street Station. Yep. As usual, there was a lot of angst at the CFMEU, you know, where they cried really, you know, salty tears have been started going on about every day, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. That was annoying. <laughs> yeah, and and the guys in the building must have had a heads up because there was a few of them standing guard at the door. Um, and to be honest, I, I actually thought it was going to ramp up at that stage. I thought, okay, something's going to happen, um, you know, because, you know, they're all trauma bonding and letting out their <laughs> anguish at how unfairly yeah. they were treated. Um, but, yeah, no, it... it Back down, they they had their little one minute of silence and oh, you know, moved Gee. on from that. So they attacked was- the CFMEU headquarters, and now they're pissed off that what the CFMEU headquarters existed. I don't I don't understand the grievance. Yeah, yeah, and like half of them weren't even the at the CFMEU half of them weren't even tradie protesters. But anyway, no, like Lizzie <laughs> Rose never that. lifted a brick in her life. I mean, she was there causing <laughs> shit. Anyway, yeah. it's just very yeah. annoying because, like, you know, they're sitting there going, oh, this is bullshit, my trauma. It's like, no, you went and you tried to trash a union building and then you got Correct. angry that somehow it didn't, I don't know, fall over. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, and then at each stop they would stand for a minute of silence before moving on to the next one. And then they ended the tour at the shrine and, um, you know, they went to the shrine. It was all dark. They had, like, candles going and then they had their silence, you know, and then they yeah. had a quick speech from uh, their token veteran, Glenn Agnew, Glenn of Agnew. course. What's, yeah. it, what's he doing out of jail? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the worst thing, they were all wearing poppies yeah, as a sign of right. respect, but not a sign of respect for the diggers, but for the fallen from the freedom movement. That's like they so kept referring to them, them as being fallen. That's so bad. So I've just come from the States where they are obsessed with military culture and the idea of valor. And stolen valor is a huge issue there. So you get military discounts. I went to a restaurant in Wisconsin where they had a table reserved for fallen veterans. It was fucking weird. If you steal valor over there, if you claim to be something that you're not and you laugh at someone in the military, they will kick the shit out of you immediately. The cops will turn a blind eye it is such a capital offense to steal valor whereas here you can laugh as a military person and everyone's like oh yeah you're a veteran here have a copy it's <laughs> graceful because i mean come on man it's just such a basic thing don't do that but didn't stop but- brian dennehy yeah well yeah he did it twice i mean he was he was found out and then and he did it again you get, get recently you will passed be away. Shamed. It is it is a, it is a huge problem. It's a huge problem here too. You get a lot of people who do just pretend that they had greater roles in conflicts than they actually did, yeah. um, or some who just make it up all altogether. There was a fellow at um, at, uh, at on Anzac Day who'd actually addressed a dawn service wow. um, w- with politicians, state and federal politicians, wow. in, in and, he, and he was introduced as a brigadier general. Um, he was nothing more than a than a corporal. How and cheap. No one knew, and and they just you know the dawn service concluded. He spoke at it, and then you know people saw him go to the Anzac Day footy game, Collingwood v Essendon, and there he was with all his medals. And people, you know, there was literally an audience of millions of people watching that going, "Wait a minute, I know that guy." And that's when he got. <laughs> bumped. That's when he got. That's when he got. Ah, fuck him. What that one's quite a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So you- then this tour uh, then saw. Um, 
Simon Timothy, who's also known as Sentinel, and mm-hmm. Matt Lawson, they got up and did some emotional and moving speeches about their experiences where Simon was arrested and he was actually slammed to the ground. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, poppy, that. you'd pop a poppy on for him, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he was arrested and slammed to the ground. Oh, yeah, yes. And Matt, who was, you know, famously uh, shot by a rubber bullet or whatever it was, a bean bag, famously because he won't stop fucking talking about it. Oh my gosh! And he was telling them, you know, shoot me. So they did. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so funny. But yeah, so it was actually funny because this march brought back many memories for us watching because you know stuff was being thrown from the windows and commuters <laughs> on the trams were giving them the finger while the freedom fighters stuck their iPhones in their faces. Anthony so- Anthony Burge went off tap because someone threw eggs. Yeah, and he saw that. We've got kids here. Got you kids could here. have killed them with the eggs. <laughs> but they didn't have kids there, did they? No, no, no. Was like, not, you know, not at that time. Not, not at that where time. He not, was. Not, not at that particular juncture in the protest. And really, eggs, yeah. I don't yeah. think I, I haven't heard of it. It may happen. I may that an egg has killed someone, but, I'm sure I, it has. but, I, but I've never heard of it. Somewhere there are very in the US, few egg-related fatalities. Very in few. Australia. It's a rare one. So look, that sounds like it's a wrap of day one, which was a Friday, right? It's this sort of long weekend sort of thing yep. meant to go for five days. What happened on Saturday? Because there were several different protests on that day, which made it look like it was going to be a massive mess, and of course it was. Bernie Finn had the anti-abortion march for the babies. There was, of course, a pro-choice counter-protest because fuck them. Then there was a rally in support of Julian Assange, apparently. And then even they had these cooker groups who had decided to have their own rallies to break away from Tammy's Mission to Melbourne plan, which was just going to splinter the whole thing and turn it into these two dumb small groups with no fucking purpose. It sounds like a mess. I'm sure it was. But how did it actually play out on the day? Yeah, right. So Saturday gave us that first real insight into this split between Mission to Melbourne. So the Mm. normal Saturday protest always starts at Parliament Steps. It's their spiritual home. We have the battle for the steps with the cops before we start the march. Then we reclaim the steps when we come back. (laughs) It happens every single week. Tammy's protest was starting at Government House. Mm. And then they were moving to Princess Bridge And that's where they were going to join with the Assange protest to make the human chain. So that that was the plan for Mission to Melbourne. Another gimmick. The breakaway group. Sorry. I never saw the human chain. I walked past and there was... There was just kind of loitering around the bridge. I think there was one. Like, I do think I've seen a video of them all, like, along one side of the era, across the bridge, and down the other side of the era. Um, Yeah. But the breakaway group decided, no, no, we are going to those steps. We do not care. And, of course, (laughs) the Canberra guys went with them because that was right next to where the pro-choice rally was going to be starting. Uh, So they went, there's going to be a little bit of aggravation. Cause some shit. So Sandy and I actually went to the counter rally. Yeah, it was great. On Saturday. So it was terrific. Yeah, good. So we did go to it, um, and there was some initial bluster because the, the, the normal protest crew got pushed right to the far side Aww. of the steps. They couldn't have Aww. the whole steps, Aww. so they didn't like that at all. 
Uh, they kept trying to come into the pro-choice rally space and were told to literally fuck off very, <laughs> very loudly. Um, they had a couple of those really annoying Chris Covery type, well, we're just asking questions. <sighs> um, but the yard boys were there too. So they just spent the entire time blocking their view, not getting out of their vision, stopping yeah, them from nice. interviewing people. So they ended up leaving. Yeah, uh, that's thank good. God. Yeah, the nice the work. the normal Saturday crew were definitely outnumbered, but they were definitely outvoiced. Yeah, uh, okay. So they kind of tried to start something. I think they realised they weren't going to win. They kind of just slunk off. They just kind of started their march and they were gone with Aww. boo ringing in their ears, like they were given a fair send off, <laughs> oh, which was no. which was good. But some of, some of them have driven for miles. Some correct. of them are driven from from FNQ. Correct. To be booed. <laughs> I heard one. Boring. I heard one group say to then one guy say to the um, pro abortion. Oh, maybe your mum should have had an abortion. The other one goes, maybe your mum should have had an abortion. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> very very too. grown up. Yeah. 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 One one thing though, just the observational part for us, uh, there was a lot of police <laughs> at the pro choice yeah, rally. Was, a lot. Yeah. Like port were there, the yeah. horses were there. Yeah. Look, and I and I get that, you know, it was a counter rally, but Bernie's baby's thing yeah. was down at Treasury Gardens. It was it was a stage set up, like they, they really weren't that close. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we went for one block. We we were, we marched down. We tried to turn left, I think, onto Lonsdale Street. Cops lined it straight away. Protesters did try and march. I swear to God, within three seconds, the paper spray was out. Oof! Mm. Like Sandy and I were right there. Right? Yeah. They they. Yeah. <laughs> we nearly got pepper sprayed in our first protest. Got <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. like, oh my god, it's god. pepper spray! Oh my god! And we're like trying to get away from it, but literally, we were like, "What the hell happened there?" Like that was weird. Um, Vic Paul gonna Vic Paul. But I, I got to be honest, like you guys know, I waste many Saturdays watching these people march around the city for three hours every week, doing what they want, going where they want, and like to see the difference in that reaction like i get it that it was a counter protest but they were literally nowhere near bernie finn's thing they could have yeah. gone on a little march around the block yeah. and it would have done no harm yeah and i guess the yeah. weirdest thing after seeing that was on saturday night the video of brad and his canberra mates yahooing out the front of parliament banging on the doors we're coming for you get out here dan kicking the yep. door banging on windows and not a copper in sight and i'm no. like what the hell's going on here no. yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah so there's a concern isn't it i mean I, I i i don't even think it's a counter-protest thing I'm, i honestly think that um uh that that it's 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 kind of capricious how the police will often respond how many would would have been in the pro-choice rally several hundred uh, yeah. yeah, maybe 300. Three, 300, And yeah. I'd say without without overestimating, I'd say there was 300 cops. You don't need wow. horses. Okay. So that's another thing too. So they've, they've got your numbers. You know, they've, they've, they've got the numbers there. So that's why I think there was perhaps an excessive response to that, uh, that uh, counter-protest. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway. Cops being cops. 
Yeah, look, I mean, it, it is interesting, you know, the inter- interactions between the uh, uh, police and public seem to differ from the from the bits and pieces that I saw too. The initial cooker protest saw the crowd chanting, uphold the right, tene le doigt, used to be, and they anglicised it, until the police lost their patience and started showering, uh, showering them in Tabasco sauce. <laughs> Since then, cookers and cops haven't gone along very well, but... I would still say there's a there's a there's a fair amount of sympathy within within the police force for cookers. Yeah, we did so. see yeah. some pretty ordinary behaviour on the Saturday night, including sort of vandalising of Victorian Parliament that just went unchecked. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there was very little disturbance um, with the police throughout the whole weekend. Like, you know, Vic Pole just basically guided them around the CBD like tour guides <laughs> over the five days. Have you um, seen the art centre? Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> It was like that, you know. Um, but, yeah, there, there was an incident at the Governor's Gate by Brad and Co, which we'll get into in a bit, mm-hmm. um, and apparently someone hit a cop at the back of their head Ooh, and uh, when the cop brought it to Tammy's attention, she just really didn't give a shit. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, yeah, and there was a video of what looked to be an arrest sent to us on Twitter. I think that was at Flinders Street Station, mm, right, yep, Sauce? Yep. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the marches went around with – with not too much trouble. Um, they actually did really well. Yeah. Um, on the two days that I attended as an observer, I was paying attention to the general public, mostly to gauge how people felt about them. Yeah. Um, I was sitting off to the side, so I was clearly just an observer. And, by the way, I stood out. I was the only one that was sitting there uh, in a massive park. But, anyway, <laughs> when the doctors <laughs> when the doctors, uh, the doctors, march kicked off, I had a couple because obviously I'm sitting there, I had my phone out, I was, you know, video recording them starting their march and this couple came up to me they were, who had been walking their dog and they're like, oh, what's all this about, you know? And so then the three of us, you know, we watched them march past us and they commented on the unusual banners and they're like, huh, what's that about? bio weapon (laughs) and I'm going yeah that's an anti-vaccine kind of banner saying that you know the vaccines are gonna genocide us so anyway they're like really oh wow really hearing that for the first time oh no I'm gonna die tomorrow that sucks yeah Yeah. it was kind of like I didn't ever get to protest yeah Yeah, it was kind of like what do you tell people but anyway (laughs) uh, especially knowing all that we know but um yeah, so he the the man that was talking to me, I didn't catch their names. I'm sorry, but um, he told me that uh, he when he viewed the flags upside down, that was one of his first comments. He goes, "Oh, that's quite disrespectful. I don't really like that." And he goes, "Oh, there's some soldiers at the back there, some veterans." I'm like, "Yeah, kinda, sorta." <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. He's like, yeah. and he's like, "Well, you know, um, I, I used to be. I'm an ex Navy man, and." Um, you know, to wear your uniform kind of when you're not on duty, that's actually really, really frowned upon and really oh, okay. disrespectful. Well, it is. It, yeah, it is. I mean, these guys have all been demobbed too. It's not as if they're in, in the ADF now. No. The, the upside-down flag is a sign of distress. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, it's all highly disrespectful. I mean, uh, they, uh, they uh, as you know, they wear their uh, military service is some of it's very, very questionable on their sleeves. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
Yeah, and like so from his perspective, being ex you know, ex Navy, it was really interesting to get his perspective because I had heard that, you know, it had been disrespectful, but to have someone else kind of confirm that. And mm. I said, Oh yeah, you know, they're wearing poppies as well. And when I said that, they went, Oh no. You know. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and it's right next to the shrine. He said it was really, really offensive. So yeah. you know, um, that this is how they're viewed. But um at the farmer's speech on Monday, again, I was the only observer um, <laughs> well you know everyone else is exercising and walking their dogs who went past it they were really really uninterested yeah. um i was sitting there and one lady in a car went past and she had a window down she's going oh will you just go home already <laughs> 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 and then a man was walking past with his um partner and he looked over at the protesters sitting in their little group and he said to his partners oh no it's those fucking see you next tuesdays <laughs> and <laughs> i had to really try i was like trying not to laugh but yeah, anyway yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know that's how um other people but you know and then i also looked at like um at the flinder streets um, speeches when they were doing all of that you know I noticed some tourists took some photos oh, some no. people stood on the street with their arms crossed and many more though just walked past completely uninterested like they just yeah. wanted to go get to where they were going they really didn't care um you know in my opinion just by standing there and kind of observing looking around yeah the speeches had very little impact if any yeah. if any at all you know so you know, the flags, the people crowded on the steps and the loudspeaker did turn heads, but no one was really, you know, stopped to listen and really. So, you know, so what take crowd in. numbers are we talking about here at Flinders Street? Uh, at the at that one, uh, the Flinders Street one, when I was there, there probably would have been a couple of hundred. Couple and okay. Yeah. So there was a few faces that I were familiar with, you know, Michael, Grey Grift, we call it. <laughs> and uh, Elsa Zoni had turned up, so I saw mm. her. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, she's, uh, she's quite someone. So, look, mm. I believe that Tammy claimed there were going to be no speeches at the rally, but it seems like there were. I mean, like the leaders of the movement love the sound of their own voices. Well, the microphones so it's inevitable. Oh, they love. I love when they're in a, a, a circle of four people and they're holding a microphone. You don't need <laughs> the microphone, but I guess it's karaoke hour. So go for your fucking yeah. life. But yeah. were there any highlights from the speakers on Saturday? Did someone say something especially stupid or was there anything especially offensive? What happened? Well, they had the doctors from AMPS, Ugh. you know. They were speaking about how they were gagged and how APRA was taking away their rights to treat patients with full consent and were restricting what treatments they could provide, you know, all, the, all of those things. Good. AMPS is, um, AMPS is just part of that red union, not a real union. <laughs> Yeah, thing. yeah, that's um, right. And yeah. some of the doctors Grift. that speak are like they're not GPs, you know, they're anaesthetists. So, yeah, like, you're not being gagged because, like, yeah. who who are you going to tell? Like, you don't need to give informed consent. You're not yeah. bloody vaccinating anyone. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. They just don't want to be vaccinated, so yeah. they're being struck off or restricted because they're they're unvaccinated. One GP did speak that I looked up. Like Mark Hobart, she was caught out giving away exemptions. That's oh. why she was struck off. Which is a bit naughty. Funny. Yeah, and then uh, Hoodie, Hoodie was there. He did a speech oh, about the conscious there. employees. Yeah, he was. He stood up. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he was talking about his you know, conscious employees having a court case action, and um, which is where we actually saw the image of a donation bucket 
going around. So. That's been good. I've liked that. There we go. Posting that saying, look at these grifters. I'm like, you are grifters. It's just that <laughs> now you're putting fingers at others. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. And one other thing that um, was of note um, on that day was they had arranged to have like a few hundred A4 laminated mm. posters on stakes and on each poster was a story of an apparent vaccine injury or death. Mm-hmm. So these were displayed at their camp at the governor's house, but <laughs> when they did their march, they were told, everyone was told to grab one and yeah, then take that with you down the march and, you know, show show it around to everybody at Flinders Street Station. But, I mean, no one was looking at them. I think I, it was just me. I was looking at them. <laughs> I took pictures, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was very much a predictable anti-vax rally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sounds very much like good old anti-vax. You know, yeah. not so much a freedom movement, but good old anti-vax stuff going on there. Timmy yeah. stubbed his toe, and now we see the vaccine's <laughs> real effect on the youth. Put it on a poster. Yeah, Take put it, it on a poster. You. Fucking idiot. So yeah. after after they finished there, they they went back to have a solution session <laughs> where <laughs> they sat. He was there. <laughs> They all sat around and and listened to people. So first up was Fados. Now the day before, he does have solutions. He posted. He posted. He's got a sore leg. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I won't Aww. be able to march, but I will see you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so he just- pitched. He pitched tripe. And it will forever be called tripe because he <laughs> called it that himself. You know. Oh really. <laughs> Horrible oh, typo no. instead of tribe. Oh, that's um, awesome. <laughs> so now we've adopted it. Good old Thanos. He never so, lets me down. So, look, I, I don't like talking about their appearance, but he's still got a fair amount of junk in his trunk. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Lockdown, um, lockdown hasn't been kind. <laughs> so he spoke about that. Uh, Darren from Frankston spoke about my Franger. place, which Franger. is their yep, correct, <laughs> which is their Franger. parallel um, council. Stop paying your rates. Yeah, thing. that sounds very um, sketchy. Oh, to be honest, there's a lot of these popping up. A lot yeah, of okay. these popping up. It's the yeah. new thing we're keeping an eye on. Anyway, yeah, yeah, do keep an eye on it because it's, yeah. it's, it's that it's that shift into that sort of soft sit mentality. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So then Tricky got up and went on and on and on and on about <laughs> people's revolution. I mean, that's why he came, yeah? Like, yeah. this yeah. whole thing, we're coming to protect you guys from the cops. He brought five guys with him. Like, come on. <laughs> I saw oh, their T-shirts, marketing. too, with Guardian on it. Oh, shut yeah, And did you see up. they've got, like, cameras and earpieces? And, <laughs> oh, like, it's all very God. serious. They take it Laughing. very serious. Just um, he came, I mean, Tricky came for recruitment. I mean, Victoria is a huge yeah. untapped market for Tricky. And yeah. all of his his groups, yeah. and then weirdly, Samson got up <laughs> and did what could be one of the strangest speeches I've ever actually ever heard in this movement, which <laughs> is thought, saying a lot. Yes, it is. So Samson Jack is the guy who shared yeah, the address and phone number of mm-hmm. who he said was Dan Andrews' mom, and he was yeah. kind of kicked out of the movement for a while. But I've noticed that he's kind of slinking his way back in. It, it, it actually wasn't Darren and uh, no, sorry Dan Andrews' mum. It was no. it was just an a, an Andrews who lived Correct. vaguely in the area where where you know, Dan Andrews' mum lives, which is Wakerata. Mm. And, uh, and so this poor guy with the surname Andrews would have just been 
absolutely this weekend just would have been horrible. Just Crazy. inundated um, with fuckwits. Just, just, yeah. just <laughs> absolutely bombed by idiots, yeah. Oh, just, it's astounding what they get up It's to. really interesting. I, I find this shift, to, and it's entirely predictable, but I find this sort of shift to this kind of we're not going to pay our rates, we're not going to pay our way, we're not going to pay our taxes, that sort of shift to the sovereign citizen sort of movement or plucking ideas from the soft sits, um, I think that's entirely predictable, but I think that's kind of a, yeah. a, a, a next sort of step well, for a lot of the It's there kids. in the culture wars. It's that and it's like... Picking on trans kids and anti-abortion, that sort of stuff. But I think there'll be a lot of people who are more of the hippies who decide to go the sobset route because they're generally atheists and they're generally meant to be progressive and their core is that hippie sort of thing, but they're still angry at nothing and they want to have this hobby cult and sobset bullshit is perfect for these people because yeah, they can get you some conflict being peace, later. love and light and just go against the government. Um, and then, and yeah, and then they get the conflict they're desiring because let's face it, deep down there. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that weird Samson speech. You know, uh, we, we, we've earmarked him now as the guy who, who outed some poor guy named Andrews. Personally, um, I don't even know how he got to do a speech because the rest of them that got up were kind of, you know, little groups, tribe and my place. And then he just got up there and he was <laughs> like it was, you know, in your darkest hour. That's where you'll find the truth. Oh, you know, up. it was very strange. I'll find it, Jack, and I'll I'll put uh, it in our. It our sounds chat like he's the the, the really pessimistic um, uh, pessimistic prophet from the life of Brian. You know, the one who's <laughs> <Yes>. really, <laughs> really violent and horrible and not really going anywhere. And of course, we need to talk about my favourite part of the whole thing. And so when. MGG, Michael Gray, <laughs> Gropey Griff took a had the living suitcase beaten out of him from another freedom fighter somewhere in St Kilda Road, as I understand. What happened and who hit him? <laughs> well, we covered the lead up to this in the last Tinfoil Tales, but just in case people don't know, um, old Mickey boy has allegedly been getting a little bit frisky with the women. Yep. There have been some women. allegations, yes. Yeah, he, he did kind of admit to it as well like he did this uh, apology where he said hey you know i like sex and i'm single oh, like god i whatever. can't imagine he looks like a garden gnome mixed with saddam hussein i can't imagine just yeah. put dick away <laughs> yeah so some people felt he was a predator but others felt he's just a bloke who likes sex and on the whole lots of people took his side yeah and mm. said you know um, a man's going to be a man. Yeah. And so there were, there were genuine allegations of sexual assault or sexual harassment, shall we say, just being careful, and, and, and they were just dismissed. They were just dismissed by the movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you know, the leaders, the other leaders wouldn't, um, you know, stand up and say, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're naughty, yeah. Michael. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Michael, stop being such a naughty boy. Go yeah. to push. Go yeah, to like push. they wouldn't disendorse him or anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he showed up on Saturday and I actually remember seeing him there going, holy shit, what's he doing here? You know, that's okay. They've really accepted him back in. But apparently not everyone had accepted him back in. Uh. Um, because he did a post um, about an hour later. Like it was really quick. I think I saw him at like something like 5.55 p.m. and he was posting before 7. Mm. And um, 
saying that, and he had this massive cut to his eyebrow and yeah, his big, eye. big egg in the eyebrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, and he was explaining. It only just started swelling. Yeah, yeah. So it was really soon, and he he did this very vague video saying that um, he had um, that someone had not appreciated his presence and. The freedom, someone in the freedom movement had beat him up and he was all about, you know, let's not be so divided and let's come together <laughs> all this Isn't stuff kind of like. Fucking cooked. I just, I, can like, I just I say up, that. But it's fine. Can I just say that every now and then I tweet something that I think is actually quite funny myself, <laughs> right? So I'm actually going to say I do think I posted the funniest thing because people were like, I wonder what happened to him. Maybe he was drunk, maybe. And I said he hit his head getting down off the cross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's Probably. So true. He's such an arsehole. He's from the theatre, of course. He is. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's he's very time. unused to dealing with people in this background. And, mm, yeah. and some of them just get irrationally upset and angry. And uh, he'd be sure MGG would be going, oh, look, can't we just sort this out? We'll go and talk about it. We'll have a seminar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, his approach turned out a bit different this time, but we'll go over yeah. that in a sec. Yeah. yeah. So then um, another video surfaced. I, saw that. I can't remember if it was later that night. I think it might have been. Yeah, it was about eight o'clock, I think. That's when yeah. I first saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was it was from a guy who claimed he did it and he told a totally different story. Mm-hmm. So this guy's called um, Wasim Hussein. Yes, I got right. that right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, he's actually quite well known. We saw us actually picked it out. She goes, oh, that's the donut guy. So <laughs> He's <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the angry guy, donut. The guy the who marched into a Dunkin' Donuts and abused the staff there yeah. for being open during a lockdown, I think, yeah, as they were in prep. That yeah. was the yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, he's like, what is everybody doing here getting donuts, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, he has a real mouth on him and he admitted it. He has a mouth and he, he had a go. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's gone up to Michael and been like, oh, I can't believe you're here, you know, yada, 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 yada at him. And then apparently talks about, you know, walked off or something like this. And then MJG took know, the MJG took the jacket off, didn't he? That's that yeah. according to according to Hussein. He's taken the jacket off so it's Hamoud. Just just Let's just go. saying it's Hamoud. Let's get ready. Oh, Hamoud. Hamoud. Okay. Hamoud. Hamoud. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> That's right. I Sorry. just thought and, double and, check. Yeah, so he's, he claimed that MGG took the jacket off and initiated the initiated the uh the the, the fisticuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, apparently jumped on top of him and punched him in the back of the head a few times and yeah. a bunch of times, and then he got him off. And whatever <laughs> happened, like, yeah. Wasim won that fight. Well, my, it just obviously, sounds like great yeah, I, I, I actually, when I thought, when I heard him say, you know, I, I, MGG hit me in the back of the head half a dozen times, I thought, you know, I really can't see it. I just can't see it. And, um, and so, so, I mean, I, I just can't see MGG fighting. MGG has form for that. Yeah. He's done that before. He did yeah. it in Canberra. Apparently, yeah, he picks up the small okay. guys, apparently. Yeah. That's his that's his. So, shtick. back in Canberra, the very last, remember when he returned from his pilgrimage around Australia, whatever that, yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah. thing was called? It now sounds like it was just, you know, literal 
shag and wagon moved its way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> went around on, Australia. On, on tour, on tour. <laughs> and and yeah. when they got back to Canberra, I remember they all went up there and one of the Canberra guys yelled out at the end of a live stream of Tony Ants that he was a pedophile protector or you stand with pedophile protectors. And then he called him it again. And then apparently Michael jumped him like from behind. Of course. And then when Steve turned oh, around. I did not know this. Michael kind of scampered off and hid behind yeah, some women. That's right. And, Steve, that. yeah. and then Steve hit him and then sniper. he like and then he chased got chased out of Canberra by by those guys, yeah. Yeah, He's I a mean, sniper. Like, it was one of those things where basically this guy, he said that he was a small guy. He said he's a nonviolent guy. Griffith wanted to make a point of it, so he had a go at him. And despite his best efforts of outweighing him, jumping on top of him, punching him in the back sev- the head several times, which apparently weren't very effective because you punch me in the back of the head nine times, I'm going to be concussed. You're going to be concussed. He yeah. just can't punch, which is fine. But – what basically what's going on here is that he started a fight that he thought he could win and he lost because mm. he's a fucking asshole. Um, but, I mean, like, this wasn't the only conflict that we saw. And it is, <laughs> it's internal conflict. We did have people from the general public coming out and saying these guys are assholes. But, of course, the cops made sure that everyone was safe from the general public because that's what the cops do, which is kind of annoying. But in, on Sunday, we saw more of this sort of internal conflict between the ranks because there was something that happened with Anthony Burge and the Canberra crew, and I only really saw vague things about it because it managed to make it to news.com.au, which I thought was very <laughs> funny because you've got their old fucking violent, unwashed idiot Brad Beeman there standing there getting all this like weird negative but limelight and then tammy jane like where she was in the media she's just completely brushed over i think it's very funny that camera cookers took the spotlight so what happened there what happened between burge and 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 brad so on sunday they finished at parliament steps and there was some footage of them enjoying a few vbs Uh so there was a little bit of alcohol involved so they go back to government house and they were having a barbecue little bit of a dance you know ivan ivan beecroft was there singing you know all the hits um and barge has been streaming all day continuous as he always used to god bless him yes so he noticed that over by the gates there was a little bit of noise so he heads over there cops are now lined up in front of the gates and Brad and the Canberra guys, joined by some of the Melbourne ones as well, wasn't just Canberra, doing the normal thing, cameras out in the cops' faces, you're predicting pedophiles, have you heard about the New World Order, what do you think about the Great Reset, all the normal stuff. (laughs) Right? Normal stuff. (laughs) What they do. So a couple of the older veterans that were down there actually came over and stood between the cops and them and asked them to stop and said, this isn't what we're about. Yeah. We don't want this. Um, Can you please stop? So Brad in particular doesn't really like it. Tells one of the old blokes to get stuffed. Yeah. Um, More of the veterans all arrive. Brad wanders off as he does and leaves Jesse behind to do the more calm talking. You can't tell us how to protest. We're here to protest. I didn't come from Canberra to sit in a park. I came from Canberra to protest. This is a freedom yeah, movement. Yeah, yeah. Um, veterans, <laughs> in the end, go, fuck you, do what you want yeah. and walk off. But Auntie Colleen Morris was also there. So 
Auntie Colleen has worked with them a little bit before. She's actually the uh, Indigenous elder that they used to justify their vigil. Remember when uh, they were down there okay. last yeah. year? Um, Auntie Colleen, it should be said, is known to police in Victoria because she's actually done a whole heap of stuff around youth justice programs. And she's actually, like, she was rattling off cops' names to the cops. Oh, how's this one and how's that one? So, huh. like, she is actually someone who's actually has done some good stuff. Yeah. So she then asks them to stop the yelling and just go back to the group. You know, she tries to explain this isn't a place for war. This is a place for peace. You've brought your war with you. Yeah, we are yeah. trying to reestablish. And what she said was really valid. You know, she said, we're trying to reestablish trust between us and the police. We need trust. We need trust for our children if they're ever in trouble, that they feel safe to go up to a policeman and ask for help. So she asks them to move on. At this point, Brad calls her a traitor. Mm-hmm for standing in front of the cops, nice. right? It's always treason with these guys. So you're a traitor. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, Colleen's about 70, I would yeah. suggest. Uh, yeah, um, stuff. So at this point, Brad, you know, even gets my shackles up. At this point, I'm like, fuck this. I'm getting in my car. I'm yeah, going yeah, down there. Yeah. Um, I've got to sort this out. Because <laughs> he starts inferring that, like, if you haven't been in Canberra, then you haven't protested. You know, oh, and I'm sitting at home like daughter. thinking, mate, I'm sorry, writing chalk messages and putting up glad rap yeah. doesn't make you a hero for the yeah. revolution. Like, you are homeless and you are using like, protest on, as an excuse to camp like, in you're trying to You're trying to tell these people that you're standing with who protest during lockdowns. You know, they, they yeah. these guys up in Canberra are protesting at a time where there is no restrictions. You can do what you want. The Melbourne movement was anchored in actual civil unrest. Yeah. People who were breaching yeah. the law to actually go out there and protest. So yeah, fair. off he goes. You guys <laughs> should respect us. How dare you speak to us like that? Blah, blah, blah. Then his attention somehow centers on poor Anthony Burge, who, by the way, <laughs> Looks like a walking corpse. At yeah, the he, yeah, he's not well. Like he is really not well. No. And he's like, "Why are you filming us?" And Burge is like, "Mate, I film. I've been streaming all day." And then he say, tells him, "You're an infiltrator." And Burge goes off his head, like, <laughs> like really steps right into it. Who are you? Get fucked. Who do you think you're talking to? I've been here since day one. Yeah, blah fair. blah blah. That's fair. Then he says, are you a cop? Um, they Then they start telling Barge, stop filming. You're causing division. Ugh. And you're airing our dirty laundry, to which he's like, no, like that's the whole thing that we say we're against. So you're trying to control the narrative. That's why we hate yeah. mainstream media. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, in the comments, everyone is like going mental in the comments. Really? Billy from AUM, he's sitting at home watching this. Next minute, he's in the car. <laughs> oh, and he's wow. like, he's like, I'm on my way. Classic. So Billy pulls up, <laughs> beelines straight to the front, goes mental because there's two kids literally standing right in the middle of this, right? And he is screaming at them about these kids and putting kids on the front line. Those two kids that he's talking about were also there on the Saturday night at Parliament when they were kicking, kicking the doors and the things. doors. Yeah. The mum's there too, by the way. 
Of course, of course, completely and enabling. She's like, this eh, whole they're thing. fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that a Frankston accent there, Franger? <laughs> Franger by way of Doveton. Um, so there's just so much yelling, right? Everyone's yelling at each other. People who know Burge, who have marched with Burge in Melbourne, are not backing Burge. They're actually siding with the guys from no. Melbourne. No. Are you serious? Right? It was it's crazy. Like such a Stockholm syndrome. Crazy. So eventually they're like, let's go. So Burge keeps streaming till they get right the way down to the bottom of the driveway. He then turns his live off. But they were obviously watching his live because the minute his live goes off, they all run down what? and chase after him, right? Oh, my God. Unbeknownst to them, Auditing Australia, old mate Shane, has also seen what's going on and thought, fuck that. So he's now walking along <laughs> He's now walking along the street filming them. So they're trying to put Barge and his girlfriend, who they were abusing horribly, by the way, um, God, into a nasty. car to take them back to Parliament to pick up their own car. Yeah. So Shane's there. He's then abused. <laughs> they call him an infiltrator, to which Shane responds, infiltrate my cock, which yeah. I think is one of the best lines I've ever heard. That's now, great. I don't know if you guys know who Shane from Auditing no. Australia is. He is the biggest cop paste. He goes into their police stations and films them. He's got oh, endless he's... cases. Oh, God. When they said, you are an infiltrator, you are a cop, all I could imagine was all the cops who were probably also watching Anthony Burgess stream, just <laughs> laughing their heads off, thinking, if you yeah, think this bloke's um, an cop, infiltrator, yeah. then you're an idiot. Yeah. So that's that. We stick with Shane. So he's filming himself walk all the way back to Parliament. Gets back to Parliament. They're fucking there again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> They've gone to Parliament to try and find Burge. Oh, my God. Because they knew that's where his car was. So then it kicks off again. They're in Shane's oh. face. Shane's a big bloke. Um, so <laughs> that all happened on Saturday night. It was hectic. Was his I, I would say that MGG was the most seriously injured from uh, out, of, out of the lot. I mean, there, there, weren't, there was just a lot of yelling on this That occasion. was a lot of yelling. Yeah. There was a yeah. lot of yelling. Yeah. yeah. It looks like a lot of chest pumping and not much... But it could easily have gone. Because, like, you know, Brad's the kind of guy who just wants horror. He's just a psychopath. And <laughs> Jesse's no better. I mean, it's just, they're just terrifying people. <sighs> it feels like this event uh, just won't end, but it does. It's meant to, it was meant to be a, a five day protest, and we are a day four, and there's already been bickering blood and endless drama. How did Monday play out? Was it just uh, quiet? Was it nothing? I heard they took a little trip down to the Pfizer building to harass workers there, and, and bizarrely enough, down to Channel 9 in Richmond. Not sure what they've done wrong. I thought they hated the ABC, which is closer, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like, like closer than Richmond. We weren't sure why they didn't go to ABC. That was so weird to all of us. Yeah. I, mean, like, I think they just watched a lot of commercial television and they knew that, that uh, Channel 9 was in Richmond and they said, let's just go there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, I mean, like, I thought, <laughs> you know? I swear I saw signs saying the ABC lies and things like that as well. Like, it just, yeah, it's, 
just bizarre. Like, I mean, like, you know, go after Auntie. The, you know, the Channel communist- 9's actually moved, Jack. They're at Docklands right next to Channel 7. Oh, I right? see. Yeah, look, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm talking yeah. old Melbourne. So they, old they Melbourne, didn't go yeah. to Bendigo Street, which is Bendigo where they Bendigo Street, yeah. Richmond, yeah. Sorry. They went to, like, the corporate <laughs> They went to, like, the corporate office. You've been away for too long, mate. So we have the usual Um, feral freedom fighter types and the usual influencer types like Michael Gray Grope telling the crowd what they want to hear. But Tammy made sure we had the real stars of the show here, which were the cooked farmers and the discredited doctors. So what was the role of the humble farmer in all this? Because everyone loves a farmer. What did they get up to? (laughs) Like, you know, we, we heard before that there were, you know, farmers involved, but what did they actually do? This was meant to be the highlight of the whole event and I was super excited to get my ass down there on Monday. Like I organised my son for daycare, I took a day off work, (laughs) I went down there, I was so excited. (laughs) I wanted to watch the entire farming sector join the Freedom Fighters and bring all their tractors and block the CBD but to say I was let down is a total under understatement, oh, guys. Yeah, yeah, didn't see any of this in the news. Yeah, keep going. Nah, no. nah, two bloody tractors on truck trailers and a banner in between. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that's this week. So shit. But, but that's not the only funny part. They parked these tractors in the parking lane out the front of the governor's house. So the grand old Duke of York marched his 500 men down the hill 100 metres down a bloody driveway. That's it. That was their march, the farmers. They blockaded the governor, governor's house driver's driveway. Is that it? Yeah, they were all kind of camped at the front of that, yeah. Just pointless. Yeah. And, like, so they're marching down, like, their 100 metres and they've got the drums going <laughs> and everyone's chanting, you know, save the farmers and new world order, we say no, you know. Good. yeah, cool. All of that. <laughs> so once they got to the end of the driveway, uh to the tractors that were up, set up, um, they crowded in in front of the tractors and what do you know, more speeches. Speeches. <laughs> speech, Yay. speech, speech, speech. God, they fucking love speeches. Oh, God, they, they do, yeah. So um, and it was really funny because, like, Wade gets up and he's talking about the plight of the farmers and how the government is deliberately trying to cause a famine via food shortages and passing bills that will force farmers to vaccinate their stock and take away their water and their land. Yeah, bullshit. But, yeah, Soss and I figured out um, pretty early on, actually, um, that he didn't have the farming sector behind him as as he promised. And (laughs) we kind of knew it wasn't going to be a big event. Aww. (laughs) Yeah, like... I expected a few more tractors than the two that Same. we got. Like, like seriously, I I got there and I'm messaging um, Soth and I'm like, there's two. There's only two tractors. Two, there's two I don't tractors. see any. I don't see anything it's like else. a truck convoy with no trucks. There were no trucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, we did a little bit of investigating as well when we were kind of like trying to suss him out and um, we kind of bugged the um, president of the Victorian <laughs> did, Farmers to Federation. Say, to, Sandy's being polite saying we bugged. This this president of the Victorian Farmers Federation really didn't like Sandy and I on Twitter for a while. <laughs> yeah, we pissed her off. But, um, <laughs> well, because we thought at the start, we thought, because he was part of the Victoria's Farmers Federation, he had tried to be elected as a president at one stage um, and he was being 
introduced as a Victorian farmer. So we mm. thought maybe they were behind. He was promising that he had the farmers behind him and everything. Um, so when we were mm. like, holy crap, Emma, do you are you guys part of this? And she's like, no, we're not. No, she, no. she had nothing to do with it. So that's when we kind of went, oh, okay, so all right, he's probably bullshitting then. And yep. then we looked at his um, website because he's he was claiming to be the founder of um, Billboard Battalion. So we're like, well, what's this group? So we went and looked, nothing about farmers at all at, on any part of this website. It was mm. all anti-vax, complete vaccines, yeah. poison, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Usual shit. The usual. And plus the fact that he also was on Maria Z talking about the Nuremberg Code. Uh-huh. We knew. We knew exactly what we were dealing with at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and look, he didn't disappoint that day. He made claims of the Nuremberg trials um, and the so-called agenda to genocide all of us. And, you know, his take on it is that there's three steps to the agenda. They're going to use the vaccines were the step step one, food shortages are step two, and then there'll be an energy crisis and that'll be our step three. So, oh, good. yeah, very doom and gloom for all of us. Well, I think really he's got, got a bit out of order, actually. I think it's the energy crisis first. At the moment. It does well, seem a bit like that, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, but look, let's, let's move on to the doctors. We've, we've heard that uh, Mr. <laughs> William Bay, no longer a doctor, who basically no. dared APRA to strike him off, fucked around and found out, which they did. <laughs> did. And then we have uh, uh, Mr. Mark Hobart, the doctor who made a few bucks on the side writing COVID exemptions for cookers and found himself <laughs> being becoming a mister instead of a doctor as well. Yes, he did. Uh, what was their go? Was it worth ru- ruining their pers- respective lives to get attention from this desultory crowd of cookers? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I'm almost tempted to give Billy, Dr. Billy, best on great. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Mainly because he wasn't even invited. <laughs> he <laughs> wasn't invited. Up. He wasn't highlighted. He wasn't supposed to speak, but he came. And <laughs> he was almost the star from I his Barefoot that he, Bridge video. While the fight was kicking off between Brad and the veterans, he saw that all the attention was there, so he went down there and did like a big (laughs) praise Jesus speech. Um, From there, he went with them to Pfizer and he was blowing his his little bugle. Like he doesn't miss an opportunity to to grandstand. I think he has seen Hootie Parley, that pilot, into a career as a speaking circuit because who yeah, is doing okay. continual regional speaking tours. Interesting. Um, that's all he does now, and I reckon Billy Bay is like, hmm, maybe I could do that. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe that's going to be me in the future because I, I reckon Hoodie's getting fifteen hundred two grand <laughs> at every country town. I reckon with his little biggie sob story. Yeah. Um, as for Hobart, he just keeps saying the same stuff. Over and over, he's running in the state election this time for Morgan's anti freedom party. Oh, so, yeah, he's got a great chance of winning, surely. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. he got yeah. 500 votes last time around. So. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll piss it in, don't worry. So, so we're up to that's the end of Monday, right? Yes, god. So now we're on to Tuesday. <laughs> this event will never end. So, but it's the final day of the five, the test match of cookers, and this is a test match between basically anti-vaxxers and cookers in the city of Melbourne. What happened on the last day and who won the test match? Oh, look, they are always winning. But, oh, uh, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> day five was 
Oh, it was unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> like mo- many cricket matches. Yeah, like, like days four, three, two and one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well. Right. <laughs> On the itinerary, they were to spend the day uh, prote- protesting in front of news media locations again. And they were warned, you know, this day would require stamina <laughs> and commitment. Yeah. But, well, four big days in the city, partying, infighting. And all the rest of it saw our merry band of freedom warriors complain of sore tootsies Aww. and um, mission Aww. to Melbourne closed with about had a sicky pulled a sicky <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, yeah mission to Melbourne closed with about thirty protesters making one last hurrah and wrapping up at noon yeah. oh that's yeah. early that's it. getting on the yeah. road early mm. yeah but ten wickets by we, du- by lunch but we weren't <laughs> finished just yet <laughs> oh <laughs> because at the end of Mission to Melbourne, Tony Ant, who hasn't said a word <laughs> the entire time, has decided to come off the long run and potted every single <laughs> person in the movement. Fantastic. Hoodie, Christian Mack, yep. the Canberra guys, yep. Soldier Dan, even said he wasn't sure about Ricardo Bosi. That's Name's fighting words. Correct. Have you been listening to the Dirt Unit podcast. Very angry, very bitter, and he just kept talking. There was actually so much to go through that we're going to have to go through it again. We actually had a listening party <laughs> for it last night um, with a few other people on, on the Discord. That's um, very funny. But we're going to have to watch it again because this time I want to actually read the comments because people were going to town. There was people who hated everyone and they all hated different everyone's and they were arguing in the comments. It was perfect way. So much popcorn. End it. It it, it, it sounds like an absolute train wreck. I mean, this this sounds like the fall of Rome. Uh, this is everything is <laughs> just falling apart here and the fractures have formed before the event. You know, we sort of know that, but this is, I mean, I'll ask for your comments and, and, and just to speculate, but the division caused by the allegations of sexual assault mm. against prominent members of the movement, you know, and other, other women would come and support him and defend him, including a fully grown middle-aged man who dresses like Wally from Where's Wally? Was he there, by the way? Was yeah. Where's Wally there? Yeah. He was yeah. there. Yeah, he yeah. was. Wearing his costume. That's his yeah. stick. I don't know how you're going to deprogram that guy. I really don't. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, I, this is all all sort of really predictable that this thing would sort of come come to an end and it seems to have come to an end in Melbourne, probably where it, it, it started in the first place in the very early days of the pandemic. Um, and, and, it, and it just seems like, is it the end? I mean, I know we'll, we'll have the rusted-ons and they'll stay and they'll still have these little schisms and divisions and so forth, but it just seems like this is the end for them. You know, yeah. and it's they're just hanging on. They've got another month or so until uh, until the Victorian election, and there's, and there's there's the last hurrah there, and then there's a New South Wales election. There's always something to hang on for, hang on to. But but it's yes. just it's like this is just dead, you know. Well, to say this is a movement that does not have a power structure would be incorrect, and I think many people within it have had a realization, like there's almost been like a mass awakening <laughs> inside <laughs> yeah, the great it. Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like the treatment or lack of response these allegations got from other leaders have disillusioned many. And for the yeah. first time, we've actually heard the term mm. cult being used by some no, of them. That's interesting. Ooh. That's really interesting. I that is that. a great awakening. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
So not just the lack of response from other leaders, but also the response from others who defended their idols. So despite overwhelming testimony against them, they just would not uh, discredit them in any way. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had too much to lose. Yeah, yeah. And given that a majority of followers likely gravitated to this sort of movement due to likely past abuse and vulnerability, this has really shaken them up and created a distrust. Interesting. Um, But whether people will leave the movement over this, I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah. Because already we have seen the OGs of the movement, Mm. such as Yusra, Jackie, Millie and Mike, getting together on a live like they used to do in the old days. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they get together and they discuss it and they, you know, talk about how to move forward from it and how they have had plans to do things when the weather turns nice again. Mm-hmm. So maybe they will take the reins back again. I'm not, I mean, I'm speculating. But, but not leave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. They'll keep it going. But, yeah. um, yeah, there was definitely division leading up to Mission to Melbourne. People were already saying that they didn't want to protest anymore, that it's inefficient, it's ineffective, it doesn't solve anything. There were talk of grifters using events like this to make money, sell show bags, merch and the like. Mm. And then it was just another freedom festival festival, and they were sick of it. Um, but then the allegations with Michael started and it was inevitable that it was going to be a bit of a train wreck. But I reckon that the followers just want to create their own off-grid parallel communities right about now with other like-minded people. You know, they've left their families behind. It's going to be really hard for them to go back to their lives that they had pre-COVID and, you know, their great awakening. But, yeah, this would be a time to leave it and save face for a little bit for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. as well... <laughs> there's the fair weather fans, you know, for people like Yusra and Mick, like the, the, this, they're not about COVID. They're anti-vaxxers. Yeah. So you, you've still got this core yeah. of people that, that is who clear. have been doing this protesting and, and doing this stuff for a lot longer than the last two years. And I think to Sandy's point, I think they've kind of stepped back over the last 12 months, but we could be seeing that they might step forward again. Yeah. So, I mean, there we have, that's the mission to Melbourne. It's this brain fart of Tammy Jane, and it feels like this final hurrah of the movement. But as we've discussed, is it really? We don't really know. And what we do have to look forward to from the usual suspects in Melbourne and Canberra is probably just more of the same bullshit with dwindling numbers and more extremity. I don't know, you know, more of a lean towards sovsits, anti-vaxxers will start being anti-vaxxers again. Is it the end of the road or are we simply looking at this sort of new paradigm where it's more of a fractured movement where smaller groups take on these roles and they do some crazy shit? I'm not really sure. What do you guys think as far as this kind of thing? Because we've just sort of gone through it a bit, but like I'm not sure if these guys are going to wake up from this bizarre cult and say, hold on, maybe it's all bullshit, or if they're just going to continue down a similar but slightly different path. Yeah, I don't believe that any of this drama has caused them to reconsider their beliefs at all. You know, the world is still ending. They just need to figure out a different way. Right. Um, But the movement as we know it will will likely have a shift. I think, look, some have drifted away, yeah? But others are definitely still in it for the fight. They're just going to do different things. You know, some will come back. You know, (laughs) the minute that they send some kind of power vacuum, (laughs) there's always someone new 
waiting in Billy as an example. You know, I, mean, I think some of them simply can't. I, I, I think oh, they absolutely. simply can't resume their lives. They're, they're, no, they're, they're, they're they've just burned too many bridges. Yeah, yeah, this has become their life. That's yeah. rad, yeah. So you reckon Billy's the next one? Well, Billy has yeah. a vigil already planned for the lead-up oh, to the God. election. He was highly critical of the timing of Mission to Melbourne, not of Mission to Melbourne. He actually thought Mission to Melbourne was a good idea, but he just didn't understand if the whole thing was about Dan Andrews, why, why are you doing it six weeks out yeah, from okay. an election? Like yeah. that that just didn't make any sense to him. So, you know, it feel, but, you know, who knows? Because Billy left Sunday night fighting with half the Melbourne <laughs> – <laughs> Melbourne movement over their treatment of Anthony Barge. So yeah, so yeah. who knows? And in the last twenty four hours, two of the Saturday organisers have both posted on social media that they've had enough and they're stepping away. It's time to spend time with their families. Oh, their poor families. Um, so hopefully, oh god, yeah. Hopefully they do. I just, I just have to. We were talking about Jackie Dundee just before on a live, <laughs> and I've actually gone through my tweets because. Jackie led one of the protests, and I think oh, we just God. need to take a minute to recognize true art when it comes to a chant. Oh, brilliant. Constitution is the power. It protects us every hour. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't protect that's, anything. That's what she had them chanting. It doesn't mean anything, but it's catchy. It's, yeah. it is, it's kind of catchy. It's upsetting. It's so funny. Maybe someone just needs to buy her a green card for Christmas and send her to the US because <laughs> she just doesn't belong here. I love it when she goes, uh, the Constitution is supreme. And that was it. She couldn't figure out that she had nothing. She was like, I've got nothing. Oh, that's <laughs> great. I like it with scones and cream. Right? There was some very, very, very bad chance. Yeah. Very bad chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, look, one thing that I did want to draw, draw everyone's attention to, listeners in particular, um, is the 22nd of October. I mean, there's ongoing rallies. So we're talking about the the um, the movement. It's certainly not going anywhere. It may drop off in numbers and, they, and, and it may shape shift. Uh, and this is one of those shape-shifting exercises I yeah. can see happening. 22nd of October in Sydney at Sydney Town Hall. Uh, it's a Saturday. It's called a March for Australian Neutrality. Okay. And, that, and that's kind of an old left-wing peacenik fixation. And, <clears throat> and, it, and it really is a very pro-Russian thing. Uh, okay. It's not, you know, all peace and love and let's stop the fighting. And it, it means what they're really advocating for is a pro-Russian position where NATO – Step aside, stop arming, uh, stop arming Ukraine, and, and presumably so the war won't stop. It'll just mean that Russia will win it. So they're appealing uh, to basically left wing tankies and right wing anti vaxxer dipshits who love authoritarian figures like Putin, or, yeah. or at least are just so fucking gullible they've been told he's the good guy. Correct. Because Ukraine's full of Nazis and blah, 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 and yep. NATO are evil because blah, blah, blah. So our old friend Simeon Boykoff is an absolute starter there, you'd reckon. You'd think and- so. Uh, he, he would he would certainly be there. It'd be very interesting to see if there's any Russian money there. I'd, I'd be surprised if there's not actually. You know, the, this march for Australian neutrality is very similar to the stop the uh, stop the war coalition in the UK. Jeremy Corbyn, the uh, former Labor leader of, uh, uh, in, in Great Britain, is uh, is a prominent member and prominent speaker, and it's the same thing. It's not you know. 
we, we want the war to end and we want the misery to stop and we, we want civilians to stop being killed. It's nothing to do with that. No. It, it's basically we want NATO out of this so Russia can basically get what it wants. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I see this as being a big part of that. It's Maybe it's a Sydney thing because Boykoff has really just been, and Bosey too, you know, they've been sort of yeah. militarising the cooker movement to a large degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just feeding Simeon's them posted bullshit. a lot of YouTube videos in the last... Week, I well. think so. so yeah, that's. I wanted to ask you just how active he's been. I've I've seen really nothing of in the him. last week. He's yeah, he's he's definitely building for this. Yeah, okay, okay. that's interesting. Be very interesting yeah. to see. I, I presume he has a, a number of sort of restrictions on his conduct. Correct. Uh, you would think uh, so. That, yeah, uh, will keep him out of the line of uh, keep him from being the, the from being the nuisance he has been in the recent past. Well, we'll see what happens on the weekend, I suppose. You know, like uh, he's going to want to cause shit because that's Saturday, just his- Saturday fortnight, Joel. It'd be a good one to see. It'd be a really interesting one to see because you're you 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 know you you have some experience of the, the sort of left wing, and, and you'll be a few people there. I'd, I'd imagine the Australian Socialist Alliance will be there. Yeah, um, and, and you'll see some people from the extreme right. This is what we're seeing throughout Europe, by the way. The, the extreme left and the extreme right are the ones who are getting out there and rallying and using sort of subterfuge about, oh, you know, energy crises and food shortages and all this sort of stuff. But what they're really doing is saying we want uh, we want European support for for Ukraine to stop. Yeah, it's a similar thing with anti-Semitism. You know, like you've got the anti-Zionists on the left and then you've got the Nazis on the right and they have this like unfortunate little bit where they're like, oh, I can see your point, mate. I'm, I'm looking at you over the fence, but I can I can relate to you on that one. You're like, don't. Yeah, no, you're both bad. <laughs> this is terrible. Have a moment of reflection. Stop. Mm. Stop. Well, people so, talk, just dismiss it so it's like, you know, the, the horseshoe expression of uh, ideological affiliation and left and right are closer together than, the, than, than, than they are to the centre. And I get all that. But, but for, for, you know, warriors in the past, the left was the left and the right was the right and never the yes. twain would meet. But that's, like that's that. now very different. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird paradigm. Well, that's Mission to Melbourne and, uh, and the, the question Fantastic of where work, things guys. are going... Well, mm. we're looking at some really weird shit, which may include even Russian-funded fucking anti-war groups. There yeah. you go. Well, that's that's absolutely why Boykoff got involved in the anti-vax and freedom movements. Recruit to promote idiots. a Russian agenda. Okay, well, you, I yep. say recruit idiots. You say promote a Russian agenda. I'd say that's probably two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I think it is. And you have been listening to a, a special episode of the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, and Joel Hill, and Tinfoil Tail hosts, Sandy and Soss. If you haven't already, have a listen to the excellent work Sandy and Soss have done under the Tinfoil Tales podcast. You can find it on the Conditional Release Program podcast feed. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. You can find Sandy on at Sunny Sandy with two E's, L. And Soz on at Soz149. They have great Twitter accounts. Follow them. Unfollow us. Follow them. They're great. Better than us. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Even you, Simeon. Even if it's to tell us how much you love Tinfoil Tales more than the conditional release program. Yes, yes, we know. They're great. Thanks so much, Andy and Soz, for this. It's been a great chat. Yeah, thanks for having us. Love Uh, and light. Have a nice. <laughs> See you, Melbourne listeners. has been healed. Just remember. Aww. It's a lap of love. It's a lap of love. I don't think I ever want to-
Fuck me, you guys are bastards!